Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Catholic Halos podcast. I'm Veronica Ambuel, editor of the Colorado Catholic Herald newspaper, and I'm joined today by Deacon Patrick Jones, who is the founder of Catholic Halos and an award-winning author of Catholic fiction, and Deacon Doug Flynn, who is the Chancellor, Chief of Staff, and General Counsel for the Diocese of Colorado Springs. Um, before we start discussing our topic today, um, Deacon Patrick, would you lead us in an opening prayer? In nomine Patris, et Filii, et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria Mater Dei, ora pronobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostrae. Amen. So um, today we we uh, thought we would talk about um, a topic that is, I think, of concern to anybody who has uh, teen and young adult children, and that is the 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 um, issue of dating. Um, specifically, or potentially, is a teen or young adult. Child. Well, that's true too. Yes. <laughs> Young adult child. <laughs> I guess it just takes, intelligence. <laughs> takes on a special urgency when once they hit 14 or so. But, um, uh, we, you know, there's, there's a lot of, uh, w- one of the issues that's discussed in um, religious circles, I guess you could say, um, related to this topic is courtship versus dating you know what what's the difference between the two and uh what should we how should we be guiding our children in this area um deacon patrick can you kind of explain to the audience what we when we talk about courtship just what what is meant by that sure well countless decades ago um (laughs) courting is what i thought i was doing but dating is what i was actually doing um Courting is what I wanted because I was intentionally wanting to meet the woman that I would marry. But I had no clue how to do that. I wasn't Catholic and faith wasn't all that integrated into my life. Um, So a simple way of understanding what the difference between dating and courting is, is simply intentionality. Um, If the intention is individual, uh, fun, individual experience. Um, that's, that's dating. If it's about the event, if it's about, uh, I I just keep coming back to the experience, then it's, it's focused on itself. It's not focused on Christ. It's not focused on marriage. It's not focused on finding the person you are looking to spend the rest of your life with united as one flesh running towards Christ together. Now that's a big challenge in life to, uh, to make, a uh, the, to take the marriage vows as the three of us can attest. I don't, I know I didn't have a clue despite the formation that I had going into it what those vows meant, you kind of can't, (laughs) you can think, you know, um, but the more that you intentionally look at, I'm 
looking for a wife. I'm looking for a husband. Um, and one of the ways that it often gets expressed is, well, every, every young woman who's, uh, interested, whose vocation is marriage is interested in meeting her Joseph and every young man is interested in meeting his Mary. Um, and we can all list, well, here's what I would like in a spouse. But when we look at it through the eyes of the Holy family, ah, now that's who I'm called to be as my spouse's future spouse. (laughs) How do I form myself to be what she's looking for? And, um, so that's what courting is. Another way to, to think of it is that, uh, courting is family forming family. Uh, a lot of the books that, uh, that we have on, um, courting describe how courting involves the parents, not in, not always sitting around the same table, but, um, that, that courting happens on the front porch, on the swing of the family house or in the family room where the rest of the family is in a different room. Uh, it's not what most people think of as dating, which is two people going off and entering into whatever near occasion of sin environment that, that the, uh, young man chooses. So in, uh, in a not nutshell, that's the difference between dating and courting. <laughs> well, one of the things we talked about um, in preparing for this uh, podcast was, um, and you kind of alluded to it already, Deacon Patrick, but um, was that there didn't, these days there aren't um, the types of, kind of community events, maybe family events that would, um, that allow, um, young adults to get to know each other in, uh, maybe want to call it a, um, a wholesome atmosphere or, or, you know, however you want to (laughs) describe it. Um, but where, where, you know, you, you kind of mentioned, you know, things like, um, you know, Barton dances, uh, square dances, uh, that kind of thing, um, that, you know, maybe would happen, uh, a hundred years ago where the whole, the whole community would be there. So it was an opportunity for young people to interact and, and kind of evaluate potential spouses without, you know, this, yeah, this specific, um, phenomenon of dating. Um, and, you know, I think that's definitely a frustration that I've seen also too with, um, you know, families that I, uh, uh, come into contact with, you know, at, at church and so forth that, you know, where, where are these opportunities for young people to get to know each other? Um, I mean, uh, I, I guess. Especially, especially when we've, uh, we being, um, Catholic parents intentionally forming, uh, our children so that they're deeply steeped in our faith. Um, and they're very countercultural. So it's not like 
going to cultural events, you're likely to meet somebody who is the equivalent of St. Mary, St. Joseph. <laughs> yes, right. I mean, and and I think, um, you know, I, I know that um, one, one's, I don't know if you'd call it a strategy, but um, one, <laughs> one thing that, that uh, you know, some parents kind of, um, and I'm not saying, I, I mean, I'm not, uh, not critiquing this in any way, but one is to, you know, if to, um, if your children attend a Catholic college, then perhaps there they'll, they'll meet, um, a potential spouse with kind of, you know, similar values and, and background, as you mentioned. And I, I mean, it, and, and I certainly do know plenty of, um, young people who've met their, their spouses that way, you know, by attending a, a, a Catholic college, um, but if, if you're, if, if your, um, child is not inclined to do that for, for whatever reason, um, it seems like the options are pretty limited. I, um, I know that, uh, my, my oldest daughter, she did not go away to college. Um, she was attending, living at home and, and going to school and, um, but for, she was fortunate in that, um, at the time, there was a couple at our parish that was having swing dancing classes. And um, uh, my daughter always loved music and dancing. And, and so she went to those and that, it, that, that was how she ended up um, meeting her, her husband. So, um, you know, it seems, it seems like uh, it, it, it'd be worthwhile um, for parish, you know, for parishes to, think about possibly offering those opportunities if, if they're available. They, I mean, we were lucky because this one particular couple that was teaching the swing dancing, you know, they, they uh, were, they really put a lot of effort into it, made it fun for the kids and, you know, had dances and everything like that. Uh, not every parish is going to have that, but, um, but yeah, I mean, it's almost, I, I, I it almost seems like in, in this day and age, um, having those types of activities is like a work of mercy, you know, <laughs> because, because again, just cause there's not a lot out there for, um, for young people. So. Well, it's funny that you should mention swing dancing because all four of my children, uh, got involved and I don't even know, I believe it's through the school, but, um, there's a park, uh, over off of Briargate where they all get together and teach each other, if you will, swing dancing moves. And, you know, I, it's a lot more comfortable as a dad sending my daughter out with three older brothers who are all six foot three and six foot four. So it's, and it's, it's easier on her than having her bring people home and have to, um, you know, I joke with my boys. It's like, okay, well, you can, you can be cleaning the AR-15 and you can be cleaning the AK-47 and I'll have my Tavor and yeah, we'll just, we'll just make it very clear what we expect from anybody who's courting with my daughter. Yeah. It, it, that, um, I, I, uh, I, I definitely, um, have a similar feeling that any, anybody who, um, any, any man, I should say, who, um, is willing to deal with my husband probably, probably, uh, has, has proved himself pretty worthy, but, um, well, I, and that's I, a great test of manfulness. I mean, it's, we're joking about it, but the, uh, there is a, um, 
something to be said for being manful enough to approach the, um, first of all, the young woman to ask her to dance, but then secondly, to approach the young woman's brother's father, (laughs) uh, may I court her? And, um, so there's, there's, there's a whole lot to be said for that's a, that's a good threshold of emerging manfulness. Right. I mean, um, I, uh, there, I, I do think there's something to be said. Um, I'll never forget this many years ago, um, before I was married, I, um, you know, I had a group of, uh, single friends and, um, one, one of the young women, um, she, uh, she happened to mention that, um, the, the guy she was, uh, dating at the time, um, he wouldn't, he wouldn't actually come to her door when he was picking her up. He would, um, sit, sit out in front of the apartment building and honk his horn, I think. And, um, <laughs> The epitome of manfulness. I just thought, and, 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 and she, you know, actually her parents weren't there. She was living on her own because she was uh, in medical school, but, um, you know, it, it, I, I think, um, one of the things that we can maybe help our kids with is that, you know, if somebody isn't, um, courteous enough to come to the door, you know, greet the family and everything like that, that may, that, you know, to realize that that's not going to change <laughs> after <laughs> marriage, you know, and, and, and this could be a sign maybe that this isn't the person, person for you. And, um, so yeah, no, I think there's a, a lot to that. Um, a, a lot to the, the idea that, um, um, uh, we want, we want, uh, a young, I mean, if in the case of, of girls, we want a young man who does have the courage to, um, you know, really come come in and interact with the family, you know, and that kind of thing. Um, I, uh, I, I, uh, I, I'll never forget the, uh, the, the Saturday afternoon that my, my son-in-law let my husband and I know of, of his intentions and um, and the reason I bring this up is because, uh, you know, I think one of the things for struggles for parents is, um, uh, let, letting things, letting th- things happen, uh, in a time frame that maybe we weren't expecting. And, um, my, my daughter was a, uh, a sophomore in college. And I just, you know, always, um, expected that she would finish college before she got married. (laughs) And, uh, so I, I'll never forget turning the corner to our, to our block. And I, I had a full trunk load of groceries. I just gotten back from Sam's club and, and I saw his car parked in front of our house and I knew that she wasn't home. She was off. She was on a babysitting job. Um, and somehow I think, I, I think God really, you know, in that moment, uh, was merciful. He, he, right away, as soon as I turned the corner and saw his car there, somehow I knew, uh, what was happening. And, um, so I went inside and, 
And uh, my son-in-law was talking to my husband and just kind of, you know, laying, laying the groundwork and kind of building up to make his case. But, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, I, I do think it does require a certain level of detachment sometimes too from us that, okay, well, this wasn't how I was expecting things to play out. Um, but yet at the same time, you know, these are two young adults who have shown themselves to be responsible and moral upright people. Like, am I really supposed to, or, or would it really be wise to put my wishes now, you know, in front of this? And and I, I, I think that's, um, you know, for us as parents, definitely part of the struggle is being open, being open, even though it's not part of our, you know, how we envisioned things happening. Well, it's, that, oh, go ahead, Deacon Patrick. The, one of the, the struggles that uh, a lot of kids that I've talked to have mentioned is where do we meet? And um, even sometimes, depending on the on the group, it's it's difficult to uh, have it not have societal um, noise infringe on it. And so, young men, young women. Parents encourage your kids. Sometimes the best place to meet your future uh, spouse or your kid's future spouse is at mass. Uh, don't be afraid to come up and approach a family if you're a young man uh, after mass and and talk to them. Uh, talk to their uh, talk to their daughters. See what happens. Um, coffee and donuts is coffee and donuts for a reason start a church dance. Uh, <laughs> you can all look foolish together trying to figure out how to do the swing dances. Uh, if you don't, uh, have the, the couple that, uh, Veronica's <laughs> daughter had. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was, that was, uh, that was a great blessing. Um, and you know, um, to your point, Deacon Patrick too, though, I mean, we, we should, we should probably, be on the lookout for opportunities to, you know, um, to help help out young people today. Um, in other words, it, and and you know the the idea of like matchmaking, you know, a lot of times it it you get a real eye roll with that concept, but um, it's not necessarily matchmaking, but just introducing people. You know, um, my. My daughter. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it. I, you know, it gets a bad rap, but it, it, I, I will say this. My my daughter, my my second oldest daughter, um, she when she was uh, a freshman in college uh, at a at a small Catholic school, she was walking across campus one afternoon and and a monk came up to her and said, hey, Teresa, how would you like to go see a movie? And of course, that just like stopped her in her tracks. And and what she eventually realized is that he was asking her out on behalf of a guy, uh, one of the other students who, who he was Yenta. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And 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 they're now married. They got married in 2021. So, um, you know, I thought, gosh, it was what would have happened if that if that monk hadn't um, kind of gotten in this guy's corner, you know, I mean, and, and moved things along a little bit. So, you know, I, yeah, we, we should try to, um, 
I think now as, as, you know, um, parents and grandparents, it's, it's great if we can look out for those types of opportunities and, and if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out, but at least, you know, at least we can, um, try to promote, um, you know, foster those relationships. So. Well, it's funny. I remember growing up in high school, it was my senior English teacher who, uh, match made or at least encouraged me to uh, ask a certain young lady out to the prom to our senior prom and i would i did not end up marrying her but uh i, I certainly did better than my one of my sons who claimed that he really was tired of going to any school dances because he always left with a different girl than who he took so <laughs> friends and influence people i guess <laughs> well it is funny because when I think back on how my wife and I met, it was this weird amalgamation. God God knows what he's doing in our lives, um, in case that's a, a surprise to anybody. Um, meeting us wherever we are and, and helping us move one step forward closer to him if we're uh, daft enough to say yes. But we found the one uh, good purpose for the... the uh, the weekend when uh, the college that you've applied to or the colleges that you've applied to invite you and your parents to uh, come for the weekend and uh, experience the college so they can butter you up. And it was the uh, Phipps mansion uh, tennis court uh, dinner. And my parents had to leave back uh, for out of town uh, early. And so I needed to ride back. And I told him, no, go ahead, because I'll look more pathetic if I don't actually have my parents here and I need a ride. Um, and I already knew that I wanted to ask my future wife uh, to if I could have a ride back with her. And uh, so I approached her table and asked her. And after explaining my now pathetic situation that I had manipulated, and she said, no, we just uh, came in our pickup and it's my dad, my mom, and my little dog and myself. There's no room. And uh, I said, she said, uh, but you can go with my roommate. And I said, I don't want to go with your roommate who was sitting right next to her. (laughs) Awkward. I I want to go with you. (laughs) And her dad said words I suspect he still regrets. Uh, (laughs) We can squeeze you in. So, so it was that, that interaction with family in a public setting and that face to face that just can't happen any other way, um, where you, you get a feel for somebody in a way that you can't any other way. And I know there's the modern temptation for, uh, using, uh, internet tools, uh, apps, whatever. And even if they're Catholic in flavor, uh, that doesn't mean they can't be abused. And one of the, one of the books we have on courting is from the early 1900s and it warns against using the equivalent of the age, the classified ads, because, uh, the priest who wrote this was aware of people who had been abducted by answering those. Um, and you just don't know who's on the other end of them. And with the rise in human trafficking now and all manner of, uh, immorality going way up, uh, why give those, uh, opportunities to, uh, 
to those who are of uh, ill repute. Um, so face-to-face with family support protection around you is, is a great way to go about it. And how do we create those events? If you're listening and have any ideas, <laughs> contact us and uh, let us know. We'd, we'd love to hear from you. <laughs> yeah, I think, um, you know, uh, again, it, it's always it's always a little tricky because any idea that seems to be coming from mom and dad is immediately suspect. But, um, uh, you know, I, I think even uh, I heard of... Uh, I've, I've heard of, um, you know, families, this is more back in the Midwest, but, um, you know, in order to create an environment uh, where young people can interact, um, they had, you know, ice skating parties, uh, like in, they, cre- you know, created a little ice rink in their backyard or something. Um, you know, sometimes we can... Uh, we, we can organize um, a social gathering, you know, around the holidays. Um, went back when I was, uh, again, young and single and living sh- in Chicago. Um, one of the, uh, one of the things that, that they, uh, that we went to that I think produced several, several marriages was um, they, there were a bunch of young adult volunteers for this um, tutoring program and each year they would have a Christmas party and the tutoring program itself was divided up between um, girls and boys. It was one for high school girls and one for high school boys. So they would have young women tutoring the girls and, and young men tutoring the boys. But once a year they would bring them together for this um, Christmas party and um it was it was um, it was it was a great event because you know people dressed up. Um, it was around the holidays, uh, and all of the volunteers were about the same age, um, more or less. And and so um, you know it was just it was just a really nice atmosphere to to meet a lot of people. And um, you know I I think. Uh, as you kind of alluded to Deacon Patrick, I mean, with, unfortunately, um, with the, with the pandemic pandemic and everything, we're not having as many of those types of, um, in-person social events, but hopefully now that uh, things, you know, cross our fingers are, are, seem to be looking up that, um, that'll, uh, that'll start getting going again. I, I mean, um, I, I, you know, I, it all, I, it always makes me a little sad when I see advertisements for, you know, get togethers that are happening on zoom. I, I, I just, um, <laughs> I, I, I just, as you said, it just isn't, doesn't have quite the same, um, reality same. cannot be virtual. <laughs> <laughs> Take that from somebody who has a brain injury and has great difficulty getting to places physically. Reality cannot be virtual. <laughs> and be sure yeah. to tune in next week when we're in the metaverse. <laughs> oh boy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that wouldn't that wouldn't be good. So yeah, if anybody um has any uh ideas for um for beating our ideas? <laughs> for, yeah, for, for there's a low bar. <laughs> <laughs> Go 
go ahead and go ahead and send me an email at editor at Colorado Catholic Carol.com. And, or if you have something happening that you would like to publicize too, we can also, also do that. So, um, editor at Colorado Catholic Carol.com. Uh, well, we're just about uh, out of time for today, um, but before we close, we wanted to remind everybody that the Catholic Halos podcast is um, available um, on Spotify, on uh, Google Podcasts, iTunes, um, Apple Podcasts, and several other platforms. So if you're interested in checking out any of our previous episodes, just uh, search for Catholic Halos and uh, you shouldn't have any problem accessing those. Um, so wait, if, if people subscribe, the scary thing is that our podcast comes to them and then and then they can listen to it. They don't have to go to it, right? Um, I, I believe that's correct. I, ha- I haven't actually done it myself, but um, yeah, I believe I believe that's correct. They could subscribe as, as well if if there's a certain platform that you use um, regularly for podcasts. So talk about the terrors of technology. If you want us chasing you down on your smartphone, letting you know that we had another chat session, (laughs) (laughs) subscribe. That should terrify everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, um, uh, Deacon Doug, would you mind leading us in a closing prayer? Certainly. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc in an ora mortis nostre. Amen. Thanks, everyone, for joining us on this episode of the Catholic Halos podcast. <laughs>